I grew up in a really rough neighborhood, did the best I can to be what I thought was a good child, but eventually I became a product of my environment. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Today, we'll be talking about how evil spirits work in our society to pressure everyone to believe that being evil is the way to live. And many who do evil are always trying to convince those around them to do the same things that they're doing. Why? Well, there's sayings in our society that say, eat or be eaten. Or things like, it's a dog-eat-dog world out there. But the end result, evil, is spreading upon our society. Today, on our show, we'll have Gerard Spencer, who was a good kid, had great grades, until the pressures of growing up in a bad neighborhood pressured him to become evil himself, where he sought relief in wild living, drugs, parties, woman, and doing all sorts of trouble. However, today, he is an on-fire Christian who teaches and preaches the Word of God, had huge transformation. Are you wondering how that happened? Well, let's introduce Gerard. Gerard, welcome to our show. Hey, how are you? Thanks for having me on. Gerard, it's great having you with us, man. I love your ministry. It's tremendous. I understand that you grew up with a background of believing inherently that you are a good person. Like you had this honest desire to be a good person. Tell us about that desire. Well, I grew up in a household with both my parents, which was rare in my neighborhood. Mm. My mom and dad were present. My mom was a God-fearing woman hardworking. She was loving. Mm. My dad was very hardworking, but he was never home. And when he was home, there wasn't much interaction. There was more so correction. Ah, discipline. Yes, discipline, correction, but it really wasn't much relationship. Got it. Because he was either always working or he was tired. Yeah. So basically with your parents and the way you grew up, you had a two-parent family, not super close to dad, but it made you want to be a good person though, right? Like deep inside, you wanted to try to follow all the rules and just do all the right things that your dad was telling you, right? Yeah, sure. You know, I had dreams, just like any kid does. I wanted to graduate high school. I wanted to play sports. I wanted Mm. to go to college. I actually wanted to be a zoologist. I loved animals. Really? I did. Wow. So you had a great upbringing, but then, though you had decent parents, your environment took over in your neighborhood. I understand that you were getting harassed often. Tell me a little bit about how that happened and what your first response to it was of resistance. Well, the neighborhood I grew up in was kind of like a jungle. Um, the strong survived. Really? Yeah. So for me at that time, I was very passive. Mm. Wasn't afraid, but I just didn't want any parts of any conflict at all. I just kind of wanted to just mind my business and do my own thing. Yeah. And your grades were good during this time. They were. Right? Like you excelled in school and you were just trying to stay and be a good kid. And of course, parents would be happy with that. They were. But something happened when you were 15. Tell me a little bit about that. At that time, I went to high school, and it was a new high school. I actually picked that high school, but it actually turned out to be probably one of the worst choices I've ever made in my life. It actually turned out to be a pretty bad high school. No kidding. Why did you choose that high school? Because both my sisters went there. Both my older sisters graduated from that high school. 
Wow. Yeah. So you're like, hey, they went to it. Like, should be good for me. Yep. And then what happened? Well, got into it with a kid on a bus one day. Just a stupid misunderstanding. And I didn't think much of it. You know, me and him had a conflict. Somebody broke it up. He was older. But from mm. that day forward, I guess he had a lot of friends. It was about maybe five, six of them. Well, They decided, I guess, to make me their personal project every day. Whoa. Like, basically, they're going to bully you every day. Well, yeah, they tried. They would wait outside my classrooms. They would harass me. They would follow me around every minute of every day after class looking for me. Dang. So they're like hunting you at this point. Pretty much, yeah. And it's scary because it's like five guys and they're older guys. So these are like seniors and stuff, right? Yeah. Okay. So you're like just into high school. You're trying to run away from these guys and be Indiana Jones kind of. But I understand they started jumping you and actually started trying to beat you. Tell us a little about that. Well, the first time it got physical, you know, I was coming out of gym class and they came in there. It was like I seen one peek around one corner, then one from the other corner behind me. And I'm like, what is going on here? Uh So one of them stepped to me and, you know, I thought that it was just going to be a one on one situation. So I engaged and they jumped me. So then I seen what their intentions was from that point. So basically two jumped in, three jumped in and it just became a big beating at that point. Pretty much, yeah. Oh my gosh. So I understand that these types of experiences, they started switching on how you believed. Like you wanted to be a good person before, but then now you're just surviving. What was the day that that really switched for you? The day I dropped out, I dropped out of school. I said, I'm not going to go anymore, you know, because I tried talking to teachers. I tried talking to the principal. There was nothing really nobody can do because you can't watch everybody all the time. Wow. They were dedicated. To ruin your life over one skirmish. Oh my gosh. Yeah, pretty much. So for me, I just said, I'm not going to go to school anymore. There's no point. If I'm going to fight and defend myself every day, why go? Mm. If this is what being passive gets you, this is what trying to be good gets you, then why do it? Why not give them what they're asking for? So basically you decided to change. Like in your thinking, it changed. Your goals changed. What was your goals now at this point? I was going to give them what they were asking for. You were going to get tough. Yeah. Yeah. So you were going to find a way to get your guys. You're going to find a way to be the one who starts trouble rather than the one who's being harassed. Is that right? Yeah, pretty much. So, you know, it turned into, I just started fighting every day. I fought grown men. I fought people in the neighborhood. I fought people from other neighborhoods. For one summer, I fought probably almost every day for a whole summer. Oh my gosh. So you start taking pleasure in fighting. You start taking pleasure in beating other people up. Is that right? I wouldn't say pleasure, but it became very normal. It became my nature. Wow. Wow. Now I understand you found relief in drugs and things like that. Tell me a little bit about some of the first time you had some of these drugs here. Well, yeah, sure. So that contributed to most of the fights. Really? Okay. Tell me, what do you mean? So getting high, getting drunk, listening to the wrong types of music, being around the wrong types of people, Mm -hmm. all these things contribute. I'm not trying to turn away from any personal accountability, but these things most certainly don't help. It affects your thinking. They call it under the influence for a reason. So basically you were smoking weed. Is that right? That's what you started doing first? Started weed first, but it wasn't really a go-to for me. I didn't like the way it made me feel. I began drinking a lot, though. I began drinking 40 ounces of beer. I began drinking gin and hard liquor. Okay, so you're getting, like, really intoxicated. Yes, at 15. At 15? Why do you think you were trying to intoxicate yourself so much at that time? Well, I liked the way it felt at first, like anything. At first, it feels good. At first, it takes you to what you believe is a good place, and it kind of helps you escape your reality. Mm. I believe deep down, I was angry and bitter for what happened, you know, with school and just really more so disappointed. Wow, because you had a track where you were going to succeed. 
you were going to do well in life. You had dreams. Now, how did you feel inside emotionally and mentally at this time where you're not going to school anymore? I felt worthless, stagnant, Mm. felt hopeless, didn't really see a way out, didn't really see how things were going to work out. So I began to just expect only bad. So at this point, you're kind of like you gave up inside is what it sounds like. I did. Wow. And like how, because there's someone probably listening right now who can relate to that about giving up inside. Describe that a little bit. What were some of your emotions during this give up time compared to how you were feeling as a young child? Just angry. I had a chip on my shoulder constantly. Mm. Didn't expect anything good. Didn't have any hope. And I was very disconnected, Mm. disconnected from my family, disconnected from people that loved me. So even when I was around, it was like I wasn't around. I had a whole secret life that I kept from them. So it was like I was two different people. Wow. Gerard, let's stop there. I want to hear how you became sort of a very lost person inside. I understand you live such recklessness that it costs someone's life near to your heart. So thank you so much. I want to talk about that on our next show. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Don't go anywhere. I have some deep thoughts to share with you right after the short break. Listen, my friend, you are in a spiritual battle and there's a spiritual battle right now for the soul of our nation. The Bible says we overcome the power of the enemy by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimonies. And friend, I need your help spreading this show to all 50 states all across the USA. And that takes money to broadcast in each city. You can help by being a stable monthly giver of our ministry, Awakening the Nations. We are a ministry who's committed to preaching the gospel all across the world. Partner by going to awakeningthenations.com and we believe America shall be saved. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. More Real Life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? I think that deep inside, we all want to be good and that there's a desire to be a good person. But then life happens. Bad things happen to us. Our eyes are open to the reality that there is evil in this world. At least this sounds like Gerard's takeaway in his life is that he tried his whole life to be a good person. But over time, he was convinced that there wasn't really anything good in trying to be a good person. It also sounds like Gerard was raised in a difficult neighborhood where there were people who were treating him as prey. He suddenly realized the advantage of being the predator rather than the prey. But at what cost? Is there really an advantage of being the bully versus the bullied? Is there really an advantage in taking advantage of others rather than being taken advantage of? It can seem so when you believe you're in a world of survival of the fittest. The world teaches us eat or be eaten. But what does ancient scripture teach us? It's written in Proverbs chapter 1, 10 through 19. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. If they say, come with us, let us lie and wait to shed blood. Let us lurk secretly for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them alive like Sheol and whole like those who go down to the pit. We can find all kinds of precious possessions. We shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast in your lot among us. Let us all have one purse. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Keep your foot from their path, for their feet run to evil 
and they make haste to shed blood. Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird, but they lie in wait for their own blood. They lurk secretly for their own lives. So are the ways of everyone who is greedy for gain. It takes away the life of its owners. According to ancient scriptures, being evil and preying upon others causes harm to who? To yourself. It doesn't bring benefit. Let's break this down. How is being the top dog really being on the bottom? You see, Gerard has been taken advantage of enough times that he became hardened in his heart, that he couldn't avoid it. So instead, he joined it. And maybe on a short-term basis, he felt like he was the right decision that he made, getting everything he ever wanted. But he didn't realize he was laying down a net that would cost him and those around him. There's too much of a big price to pay. And I'm sensing that there's someone right now who's saying, gosh, that's me. I'm in like a pit. I fell into my own trap and I didn't even know it. Father God, I'm praying for the person who is feeling like they need to have a change of mind, a change of heart, and a repentance that is occurring even right now. Father God, we surrender to you. Jesus, we're inviting you into our lives. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. If you want to know more about us or to make a tax-deductible donation, please check us out at AwakeningDonations.com. That's AwakeningDonations.com. See you next time.